Today I want to talk about abandonment and rejection. So, I would like to call them the two twins, Abby and Reggie. So, if you have lived your life feeling like your like every relationship that you're in or every situation that you're in has like a detrimental thing. Um, this is not because you're crazy. This is not because you're just needy and things like that that people usually tell you. Um, there's these really familiar um, characters, I'll call them, called abandonment and rejection. Abby and Reggie, for the sake of um, giving them character names. So how do how does it happen that you start to experience abandonment and rejection um, issues? So these things can come up very early in your life. So it can come up when you're just a small little infant baby and you have no real understanding of right and wrong or what's supposed to happen. Life is just starting for you, but you're learning certain behaviors through other people's actions. You're leaning on the world to teach you the ways of, you know, of human life and the ways of, you know, how things work. And so um, what happens is a little baby is, you know, crying, you know, as babies do to get what they want, right? As, you know, sometimes... You know, it's instinctual to want, especially for babies, um, because they're only acting on discomfort, right? So there's usually only three things that a baby wants. They want to be fed, dried, or comforted, right? Um, occasionally, babies will cry when they're sleeping. Sometimes they'll just go to sleep. But, you know, those are the three or four things that babies want. They don't really want much. They want to be fed. They want to be clean. They want to be held or they want to go to sleep and get some rest. And what happens is sometimes babies don't get what they are longing for and they cry. And sometimes when their needs are not met, they feel this sense of abandonment and rejection. Now, the baby doesn't know that that's what's happening to them, but they're experiencing that. And so their cries either get louder or eventually they tend to not you know try to train themselves not to want it right um so moving on into being a toddler toddlers have some of the same needs and wants but now that the toddler now that the baby is a little bit older the baby's wants are a little bit more intensified the baby wants more attention the baby not only wants to be held but the baby wants to be played with you know there's the toddler now toddlers can see they they have cognitive abilities they, um, you know, they see other things, so they're mimicking behaviors now, and so their need for attention is a little bit more intensified. Um, you know, they're still hungry, they still want to be clean, and they also get tired at times now. And as a toddler, because you have more cognitive abilities, you don't necessarily want to sleep, so sleeping becomes a challenge, and so, um, when they're sleepy, they cry because they want to stay up and enjoy all the wonderful things that are going on around them. But at the same time, their body is telling them that it's time to take a nap 
or go to bed. Um, and again, when these needs are not being fulfilled, the toddler then feels abandoned or rejected, right? Um, you know, mommy is busy doing something else, maybe with other children. Mommy's probably busy making dinner or daddy. Um, and so they feel this sense of abandonment and not saying that parents are wrong for not just holding their babies all day and coddling them all day and not making dinner and not bathing themselves and not doing other things. This is just what the message is for the child. And so there's the next level of abandonment and the rejection being built in the baby. Um, and that's why it's important to teach um, toddlers and children how to soothe themselves or give them enough affection and attention, like set aside time for it so that they know when um, it's time for mommy and daddy uh, and other caregivers to do other things that is not some form of, you know, uh, rejection or abandonment. It's just now it's not the time for that. And so you kind of work around them when they're napping, you do other things so they're not looking for your attention or you put them to a television show that they really, really like so they're a little distracted and they're not needing and wanting that attention from you. They're, they're doing something else that they enjoy or playing with their favorite toy or something like that. You find other ways to soothe them so that when you're busy and you can't hold them and play with them and give them affection, they don't feel abandoned or rejected, right? And then you spend enough time with them that they can feel your sense of self for them or they feel that affection from you um, so they also know that they're getting that attention from you that one on one time um, from you and other caregivers in the then you move on to like school age children this is where it gets really tricky with Abby and Reggie Abby and Reggie are like these um, two siblings in the back of your mind telling you that you're unwanted no one cares no one, um, you know, wants to be around. Everybody left. So Abby and Reggie are not the greatest friends to have, um, but they stick around very long and they're very loyal. All right. So when you get into school age, um, Abby and Reggie come to school with you, and they tell you like that first time that you're not included in a group or. That first time you're passed up to, um, when the teacher calls on someone and you're passed up, Abby and Richard right there to tell you, oh, look at that, you know, you were right, no one cares, right? Or we were right, no one cares. And so that builds up in the child. So that's why it's really, really important to reinforce, um, you know, and acknowledging feelings and communicating properly to the children um, in these these younger years because, you know, when I was growing up, you know, children are to be seen and not heard, which is not the best parenting practice. Um, and it also compiles that abandonment and rejection because your needs are not being met because it's not about you anymore, it's about the adult. And it's like, I'll deal with you when I can, right? And so you're left to kind of do with yourself and you're left to like wait for permission to be heard. And so rejection and abandonment um, issues are like on fire now. Because, you know, although you're being obedient to your parent, your needs are not being met. 
like if you have something to say or you're in pain or you just want to share something about what's going on in your day or you have questions and you're not you know no one's listening to you you feel abandoned you feel rejected so um so then that's the next level of abandoning rejection when you're in school age you get rejected and you feel abandoned by your peers you feel like rejected and abandoned by your caregivers and you know other um adults or authority figures in your life um or just any other interpersonal relationships um and then you go into adolescence (laughs) oh my 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 in adolescence it's turned up a little bit more because now you have the same type of pressure as you did from adolescence and I mean from school age now to adolescence that need for care approval now starts to show up so not only like this idea that if you're not a part of a certain group or um, you get passed up for a particular team or something like that. Abandonment and rejection is like being thrown all against the wall because of the way that it's communicated and the way that it's addressed, right? And whether it's being acknowledged or not. What I mean is like, okay, in adolescence, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to? If you're a girl, you're wondering if the boys like you if you're a boy one of the girls like you and in today's society it doesn't really matter whether it's a boy or girl just having someone that you like like you is a big deal and and this is happening adolescence because you know one of the things we know when you become you know an adolescent that outside or peer approval is key um because now you're going into you know um, the life of building self, right? As a, as a baby, as a toddler, you already have some form of self, but self and re- self is like people say um, in some scholars' um, uh, theories, they say that toddlers are the most selfish <laughs> um, human beings alive because they're really about themselves, like. They do, you know, long for affection, but it's for them, right? Like, just for me. But when you get into adolescence, it's about who am I in regards to everyone else, right? So how do I fit in? How do I, um, who, who am I in the Am I the most popular? Am I the most pretty? Am I the most handsome? Am I the tallest? Am I the shortest? Am I the skinniest? Am I the fattest? Am I the best dress like all those things are showing up and if there's one inkling of you not being a part of something Abby and Reggie show up to tell you why um they become the voices in the back of your mind saying oh that boy don't really like you because or you know people are mean you know and just reminding you that you're being abandoned and rejected um so in adolescence it's turned up it's turned up a lot and um a lot of things that happen in the adolescence time with Abby and Reggie is that you then start to project that 
So because you feel abandoned and rejected, you start abandoning something on those people. Right? So you ever saw like a bully who feels abandoned and rejected at home then comes to school and abandoned and rejects others, you know, hurt people's feelings or makes them feel like they're not a part of the team or a part of the group. Um, so Abby and Reggie, you know, tend to not only show up and create problems for the individual, but they tend to project onto others because of what the person that is um, experiencing abandonment and rejection is feeling. Um, so it's like a projection that happens and then it's like a cycle and it's just like a virus that spreads around and no one even knows that it's happening. That's the worst kind of virus, right? So then all these things that you picked up as a baby, as a toddler, as a school-based child, and as an adolescent, if not resolved, then go into adulthood, right? Young adulthood where you're like in your late teens, early 20s, um, you already decided, right? that you that abandonment and rejection is always around the corner that next relationship that next you know person that you love is going to leave you um or reject you and then there comes the next level of rejection where you know you're passed up for a you know in early adulthood like if you don't get into a certain college or if you don't get a certain job um, those abandonment rejection issues tend to compile a little bit more, right? So now you got stacks of it from infancy to now young adulthood. You have piles and piles of reasons and evidence that you will be rejected and abandoned. So you're in the young adulthood, being passed up for jobs or not. Um, you know, you're having breakups, you're having, you know, all these different things going on, societal rejection, right, where you're not fitting the bill as far as society is concerned, you're either overweight or underweight, tall or short, brown or, or light or whatever the issue society says is the norm or the acceptance, um, if you don't get that acceptance, you can just then turn to those abandonment and rejection issues again, right? And so, that's in young adulthood. And then, if they're not resolved in young adulthood, you can take them into your adult life. So now you're having children and you're getting married and, you know, you're building a career and you still have these unresolved issues with abandonment and rejection. And they just get worse and worse over time. And that's really scary because then by the time you get into the years where you know you're either retiring from a job or you're moving on to the next level of your life and you still have these issues with abandonment you're probably going through a lot of pain going through a lot of unnecessary pain right um and I can say that because um, here I am, 39 years old, about to be 40, and although I have this knowledge about abandonment and rejection, I didn't receive 
this awareness until a few years ago and I'm still discovering a lot about it um that it's like you kind of don't know when it started like for you because everybody's situation is different um I try to go back as far as I can remember as to when and where um I can imagine the first time I was rejected or felt abandoned um, and I can go as far back as being six years old, right? So, but what to do about it, right? Okay, I was six years old when it happened. I can't go back to being six and turn back the, to the hands of time. So, what to do about it? So, hmm. I came up with this theory that you have to acknowledge it. And then you have to accept it. You have to accept it. Acceptance is the key to a lot of our emotional pain. Because nine times out of ten, whatever emotional pain you've gone through is in the past. And you can't change the past. We can only move forward into the future. And how we move on into the future is through acceptance. Now, I know I have a little accent. So, and a little, um, uh, yeah, well, this is me with my rejection, right? Um, so, I mean, A, C, T, E, T, T, A, N, C, E, acceptance. You have to accept what has happened and once you accept it you then get to free yourself and move on I accept that when I was 6 years old I was not a part of a particular group I accept that when I was in elementary school, my hair was really short, and that wasn't the norm, and it wasn't appreciated or um, attractive to my peers then. I accept that some of the relationships that I was in were not for me and didn't serve me, and I was not for them, and I didn't. The relationship didn't serve them, and so therefore it ended. So I know it sounds easier than easier said than done, but it's a process. Like any new thing that you um, begin to experience, you have to practice. Just like when you first learned how to ride a bike, you had to practice doing it. When you first learned how to type or you had to practice doing it when you first learned it. When you first got a new job, you had to train. So, acceptance um, is also something you have to practice. And also, with anything that you learn, you're not going to get it right the first time. But as much as you continue to practice and as much as you continue to do it over and over again, it becomes second nature to you. Acceptance, acceptance. You continue to repeat to yourself, acceptance, acceptance. And I've been riding <laughs> a bike since I was nine years old. But I tell you right now, if I got on a bike right now, 
of what the bike will wobble a little bit. Um, so even if you get to the point where you're doing the acceptance and you're doing the acceptance and you're not it's not getting, you know, you know, some things are still painful, emotional painful, it's okay. Because you you continue to learn, you continue to you know, it, it gets better with time, you get you get better with time. Um, sometimes it'll work, sometimes it won't. Um but keep practicing. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep accepting. Because what I know is that worrying or holding on to pain of the past can only make life worse. But it, accepting it and moving forward and learning from it can only bring you the opposite. So, I just want to say thank you for listening to the podcast. My name is Shadow Truth, and I hope that the stories I tell and the knowledge that I share will inspire and help others to find healing in whatever it is that they're going through, and, um, because I know that sharing my story and sharing my knowledge and really opening my eyes and sharing my awareness about things is my way of accepting it and helping me to move forward. Again, thank you so much for joining me. Shadow Truth. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.